We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. My machine is still... Out of commission. I know. I know. See, it even happens to me. All I did was shut it down last night, and Microsoft said, you have two options, update and restart, and update and shut down. Which would you like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I got update and so shut down. So they're an equal opportunity. Destroyer? <laughs> Destroyer. Yeah, I like that. It's Actually, I don't. Ridiculous. But <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm sitting here looking at this thing just spinning. Thanks, Microsoft. All right, let's go back to your calls and see if we can help you guys out. We're going to go to Bill in Granby. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Morning, gentlemen. Uh, I have a problem with uh, with with a, with a vi- antivirus. Oh, a second caller with antivirus issues. What do you yeah. got? I've been using Avast. Avasti, maybe about twenty some odd dollars a year. Uh, how much? About twenty some odd dollars a year. Yes, sir. Yep. And I just got a call from a relative telling me that they increased the price to over $60 per year. Wow. Now, I am a very light user of – that light user of the computer, mm-hmm. that, does, that, that, that does not mean I'm bright when I use the computer. It means I use it very little. Right. And uh, I'd like to know if you people can recommend a decent uh, – um, Sure. A decent antivirus program that doesn't cost over 20 some odd dollars. Yeah. We recommend WebRoot. Webroot? Yep, Webroot. Uh, they are a Provo, Utah company just recently purchased by Carbonite. We don't know why Carbonite bought them, but they did. Um, and they're going to be a monthly cost of, let's say, 2 to $3 a month. So being a light user, you know, you still need a good antivirus. It's like saying you only go through your front door every couple of you know months, but you do want a deadbolt on it, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, same thing with your antivirus. So you want to have a good quality antivirus, and if you don't want to pay what Avast is offering you, there's check out Webroot. Um, I wouldn't recommend free anymore. We used to, but it's just such a, a nasty world out there these days that you need to have some sort of professional antivirus these days. Yeah, the they've, they've been very good. i got to say that for them, but sure. I, the cost is just... Too much. Beyond what I can pay for my I interest. understand. Well, I understand. People got to get paid for their work. Right, yeah. True. Yeah. And when it's free, you're the commodity. That's true. <laughs> well, I didn't want to use a free one. Good. I figured something is missing yeah. from a free one that should be uh, very important. I tend to agree these days. We used to recommend them for home users, but we can't anymore. So check out Webroot. We've had good luck with it and, and recommended it for a long time, and we use it in our professional practice as well. So we have it on over 7,000-plus systems, well, that's and it works good. really well. Yeah, I certainly appreciate your help. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Bill. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, that's a big increase. It may triple the cost. Mm. Yeah, they do have a free version available, but 
Again, know, yeah. When it's free, you're the commodity. Yeah, and they're going to keep hitting you with, hey, buy the, the professional version. Again, if, if you want to, you can. If you, if you like the product, that's fine. Let's go on to Jack in Manchester. What's going on, Jack? Hey, good morning. I've got, uh, I use uh, Cox for my carrier. Yeah. And uh, when I send emails out uh, with uh, my name and Cox.com, people reply, and the reply doesn't get to me because it goes to my full name, first and last, with a whole list of numbers at Outlook.com. And I have nothing to do with Outlook. Hmm. I can't find it anywhere. And it's, <laughs> and so, so that's weird. So they, you're sending a message out via Cox.com, but it's responding back via Outlook.com. It's almost like Cox upgraded you, quote-unquote, to something. Have you called well, I Cox? I talked to Cox, and they, the guy says, well, you better talk to Outlook. Talk to Outlook. <laughs> What's the answer? So I got after about oh, – There is no talk to Outlook. barely sp- spoke English, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they finally said, well – we don't know. You better better talk to Outlook. And it's like <laughs> talk to Outlook. Outlook is a application that's written by Microsoft. <laughs> well, is there not Outlook uh, application and Outlook Express? Yeah, there are. Those are applications that were designed by Microsoft. Oh, they both are. Yeah. yeah, Outlook Express is on old operating systems. You're not running uh, an old operating system, are you? No, no, Windows Ten. <laughs> Windows Ten. Okay. Outlook Express was from Windows XP. Yeah. Okay. So, but you send a message. And your email. So why don't you send something over to getHelpAtTabInc.com, so we can see what's coming at us, Jack. Um, at at uh, GetHelp at yeah. at Tab at dot com. And uh, let's see what, if we can see what your email address is when you send it. Okay. Great. Are you online right now? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. So when you get a chance, send that over, and I'll yeah. take a peek at it. I'll respond to see what it says uh, as far as your email address. Uh, what's coming at us, and if it is somehow showing at an Outlook.com address, it's a Cox problem, right? Because they're they're your email provider. Yeah, it's not your problem. It's not Outlook's well, problem. Well, they had me do a, a yeah. test. Yeah. Well, this is another little small problem with with Cox is that, unbeknownst to me, when I and I use the uh, Windows email, mm-hmm. I delete that. What I found was that Cox says, oh, yeah, you deleted that, but you didn't delete it from Cox Web Mail. Ah. And so, and, and oh, by the way, you've almost used up all your uh, two gigabytes of storage. And if you don't hurry up and clear it off, we're going to cut you off. Oh, boy, the cloud's going to cut you off. So I go, I go, I said, okay, how do I do that? And I go in, and I've got like a year's worth of emails. Right. And I can only delete... I'll call it a page at a time, not not an email at a time, but uh, a screen at a time. Yeah, so which you get takes no- forever. Yeah, you get nothing to do, right? To then uh, another box that I have to empty. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to computers, Jack. Making your life easier every every second of the day. Yeah. I mean, I could spend my life just uh, emptying that silly thing. Right. <laughs> do they want to sell you more space? No, no. Well, not not yet. <laughs> okay. Well, two gigs is uh. That's a big email box. Um, but, yes, it can be tedious to go ahead and empty it. And then, of course, you got to empty the folder. But send me a, send me an email. We'll see what we can see um, and see if we can find out why it's coming that way. But you do want to check your webmail configuration. Go ahead, Do Bob. you have any kids that, or anybody that might have used your computer? 
No, uh, thank goodness. Okay. No. I, mean, I have kids, but they're they don't live here, so that's not a that's not a problem. And the other thing I think yeah. is that this this may be sporadic. Yeah. As far as this outlook, go for it. Tell us what you got. Yep, I, I will. I'll send you a thing and uh, let well, me know. Well, what was the other thing? It's a cliffhanger. Everyone's listening. You said the other thing. You can't just leave us like that, Jack. Well, no. The other, <laughs> well, the other thing was uh, having to spend so much time deleting all this stuff on on uh, the webmail. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that is a big pain. Yeah, send me an email. We'll see what we see on the uh, incoming email. But go look at your web connections. It's still a Cox problem, I think. But um, let's see what you send us, and we'll see if I can respond back to, to yours. Thanks, Eric. Right. You got it, Jack. All right, bye-bye. He almost had a radio cliffhanger. One more thing. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a pro. Uh, we're going to uh, step out for a quick break. we got a couple lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This whole morning has been against me. I mean, it's the first time I think I've had to drive in in a snowstorm of any kind in 23 years, believe it or not. I don't think I've ever had to come in in the snow like this. And then my computer doesn't work. It's finally up. So it took an hour and 16 minutes for Microsoft to say, okay, you can use your computer again. Thanks, guys. I have done nothing other than shut it down with an update that it forced me to do on Friday afternoon. I'm guessing it rolled it back and it's going to try to put it in later. Later, yeah. <laughs> but it literally was it was a doorstop for about an hour and 15 minutes. Paperweight. Yeah. So we're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to more of your call. Bob and Annie, hang on. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. And we're back. Does anybody really know what time it is? I was watching the old Chicago. They did a Chicago. Uh, Does uh, anybody really care? Yeah. No, <laughs> we really don't. Um, documentary. And uh, it, it kind of connects to this because I finally broke down and bought a smartwatch. And uh, I got I went with a Samsung smartwatch. You're not a, you're not a watch person. I'm really not. But uh, I, I found that this is an actual watch. It looks like a watch. Right, so it's a watch that looks like a watch, and it also is smart. I mean, the cool thing about it is, when phone calls come through, I'm like, I'm like Dick Tracy talking on my smartwatch through my my phone stays in my pocket. Um, so you know, the Galaxy smartwatch has definitely got some um, great benefits. If you're looking for a, a smartwatch that doesn't look like a little square on your, you know, a little blank square on your wrist, you know, it's, this actually looks like a watch. Uh, does everything as far as heart monitoring. I can text right back to people right through my watch. I can reach out to contacts, make phone calls right from the watch. Uh, it's kind of neat. Um, so I'd, I'd tell you if you're in, a, in in the market for a smartwatch that actually looks like a watch, uh, check out the Galaxy, uh, the Samsung smartwatch. Through It's not a Galaxy, but it's a Samsung smart. I'll put a link up there for you so you can take a look at what's out there. I just think it's amazing. Um, and I leave it running like a watch. So I have people look at it. It looks like a regular watch. You know, it's not blank because it lasts for days on the battery, even with the face up, which is kind of neat. And I can make it look like any watch I want. I could turn it into some Rolex. I mean, imagine having a Rolex on your wrist. That's just a graphic of a Rolex, right? You can make it look like almost anything, a gold watch, silver watch, whatever watch you want. You can make it want. look like a Mickey Mouse watch. Mickey Mouse watch. <laughs> yeah, I can make it look like not even a watch at all. Uh, but it does all sorts of great things. It, it measures your stress, too. Mm. Based on your resting heart rate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I not think doing too good probably there. Probably <laughs> a little more down than what it was an hour ago. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, well, I'm sure it measured and said, ah, computers, but uh, we don't go that high. <laughs> no, but it is kind of crazy to look at your smartwatch telling you, uh, you need to take some deep breaths. 
Um, but that's just life, right? So let's get back to your calls. I'll put a link up there for you to take it, to check them out. Um, let's go to Bob in East Hartford. Bob, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning, uh, sir. I have a uh, a site that I'm in, and I get free emails on information, and I want to get out of the site All because right. I want to unsubscribe because yeah. I'm getting my uh, Trend Micro telling me that it's a site I shouldn't go to anymore. So that's what I did. So yeah. I hit unsubscribe, yeah. and it brings me back to the... Uh, micro trend. Do not enter this site. <laughs> right, because you're going oh, to the I'm site to un- Yeah, you're going to the uh, the site to unsubscribe, and it's it's warning you that it's a malicious site. So yeah, you're right. in a bit of a now, loop. Do I hit it to get in there, or do I call them at the phone number they give me? Well, they're bad people, so you're yeah. calling bad guys. Yeah, according to trend, right? So it's it'd be crazy for you they to interact with them don't at have all. A certificate on their web server. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but you're going to be in a crazy loop. So the, you could turn off your antivirus, which I don't recommend, and then okay. unsubscribe. But unsubscribing from an unscrupulous site is going to continue to send you stuff. Right. So in, in order to do it, just don't pay any attention. Just keep deleting. Then. Well, mark them as junk. So you can mark. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah, mark them as junk. And you can do it through your email provider in many cases. You can mark the domain as junk. And, of course, if you have a mail client like Outlook locally on your computer, you can mark it as junk to go to your junk mail, and that'll work. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You got it, Bob. And I appreciate your show. Oh, our pleasure. Do a good job, guys. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yep, bye-bye. All right. So he's done chasing his tail. Let's let's move on to Ann in uh, Hartford. Next, Ann. Yes, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I just had a question on a uh, network firewall. Yeah. Um, I've got an old Dell. Uh, right. Looking perhaps to get a new one. I uh, was wondering what your thoughts were, if you could explain what the firewall network does, because I'm a beginner. And uh, on an old computer, what do you suggest? And going forward, uh, does that or is that part of the uh, package that uh, you could get with a new one? And with that, I'll let you go, and I'll, I'll listen. Thank oh, you. Okay, yeah, sure. So I think what you're talking about is the firewall on the machine itself, like the software firewall. And uh, I think that's what you're mentioning. And I don't, we don't really have too much opinion on that for home. We would rather you have a hardware firewall enabled in between you and the uh, network. Uh, so you'll go out and pick up a, a Linksys or a Cisco for your home network. And that's a nice physical firewall in between you and the Internet. But turning on your software firewall, Microsoft's going to have it built in, and generally it'll be turned on anyways. Um, what's your opinion on that, Bob, as far as its value, the software firewall? Well, half the time you got to shut it off in order to make half your applications work, right. or you got open ports right. in the firewall for people that don't know. You Within go your- to an IP, you have to put certain ports and then allow certain applications to run, right. where the firewall will shut it off. And some firewalls, uh, software firewalls, are so aggressive, like Norton for mm. uh, yep. McAfee, yep. that you know you can't figure out why it's blocking it. Right. So you end up uninstalling it or disabling it, and then it it defeats the whole purpose. Right. And there's a perfectly good firewall that's built into Windows in the first place. Mm-hmm. So the software that comes, and a lot of times it's with an antivirus package. Right. That that comes with it's trying to do all things for everybody. everybody yeah. uh, that ends up using so much system resources that it takes a nice fast computer and makes it kind of a moderately fast computer, <laughs> right. and it takes an old computer and makes it very slow right. and almost useless. So, right. 
Yeah. So we'd recommend looking at a hardware firewall as your main level of security and using OpenDNS to get out to the Internet and then just having a good antivirus program like WebRoot on your machine. Those three things will give you some pretty good security. Actually, it works very – it's worked well for me for years. Yeah. So I hope that help, helps you there, Ann, and uh, good luck with that. Let's move on to Rick in Southington. Hey, Rick, what's up? Uh, I have a computer that's running uh, Windows 7, mm -hmm. and I I have more than enough. I, I do uh, pictures for myself, um, Internet, and, like, eBay. All right. So I don't use it a lot. But um, my son gave me a 100-gig solid-state drive. 100 gigs? And he, yeah, and he took the uh, original... Um, hard drive and put all the information on the solid state drive. Yeah, and you're out of space. And use the 500 gigabyte old slow one uh, as a uh, a storage space on it. Okay. Um, after a few years, I went up where I was like at 99% uh, of the 100 gigabyte drive. Right, you used it all up. Yeah, so I uh, bought a new Samsung, uh, what is it? Solid uh, state? Six, uh, 700 gigabyte. Is it solid state or is it traditional? Solid state. Wow, you're gonna, that must have been an expensive drive. No, it wasn't bad. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, want me to tell you? The, yeah, what's the, the model? Other? What was, was the model? Head. Yeah, what was the model? I don't know about the where you got it. What's the model drive? Um, that's where the that's where the rubber hits the road, kid. I don't care what you paid for it. I want to know what it is. The Evo. Eight sixty Evo. Yeah, solid state drive. How much you pay for it? Um. So oh, that's a one terabyte. Right here. That's a one terabyte. There's a. They have a. They have, oh, they have okay. standard, and they have. Um, Solid state flavors. Okay. You uh, seventy-seven sixty-two tax and delivery. Wow, it's a good price. Included. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I, I said to my son, "Hey, I got this thing. You want to do it?" He uh, says, "Oh, I forgot to bring my uh, cable." So he sent me a uh, SATA HDD SDD cable uh, to a USB to the SATA mm -hmm. and you plug them in and uh, then I went into I reading the stuff to do I went and got Samsung's magician software to migrate the all the data nice yep so I pulled everything off of C put it onto this new one yeah put it in there yeah and plug it in where the old one used to be and it doesn't boot oh no it boots up nice all right now we can't find that 500 gigabyte storage drive where oh. <laughs> all my pictures are. Oh, your data is. Okay. That's interesting. So you have to go in your BIOS and just make sure that 500 is still registering as a second I, drive. I don't know how to do that. Ah. Well, you may not need to go into the BIOS. You want to go into the device manager first under disk management. All right. So well, I went into the computer thing. Yep. It well, shows the hard disk drive. And it shows uh, two. It shows a C and a D. But G is no longer... G, huh? 
Yeah, it used they, to be it, cheap. It probably gave, when you did the upgrade, it probably gave it a different uh, drive letter. Drive letter, Or it may not have a drive letter at all, but the disc may be showing up, and you may need to assign a drive letter. Yeah, so, Rick, we're uh, going to put you on hold, okay, because you did pretty well. Uh, we, have a, we have a hard break. Let's see if we can help you get that drive letter assigned, okay? Okay. All right, so we'll hold on there for Rick. I'm going to check, check out this hard drive. That's a, that's a cheap, solid-state drive. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. One line open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. Yes, you guys all woke up and all the phone lines are busy. We do start at 9, you know. I'm just saying, you know. Just just letting you know. We're going to get right back to Rick in Southington, who's got an issue with drive mapping. So, Rick, uh, okay. well, were you able to get into the um, disconfigurations? I I have no idea where to go. Right, I have on. I click on a little thing in the corner where it says computer, and it tells me what my hard drives are, mm-hmm. de- devices with removable storage, and network location. Where do you want me to go? Um, I talked to my son. He mentioned to me that I may have knocked the uh, uh, wire off or loosened it. Oh, that's possible. So, so I opened it all up, and mm-hmm. I made sure all the connections were good. So everything's connected okay. still. All right. Okay. Um, so he's going to tell you where to look here. All right. Rick. Now, okay. on your desktop, do you have an icon that says this PC or computer or? Yes, computer. Okay. Now, I have that open. Right click. No, don't open it. No, just right click on no. it and choose manage. Right click. Manage. Manage. Okay. And it should open up what's called computer management screen. Okay. Computer management. Okay. Is that open? That is. Okay. Now on the left uh, column, go all the way down and click on disk management. Disk management. Right or left click? Just just uh, click on it. Right click. Right. Right. I'll actually left click. But... You're left clicking or right clicking? No. Left clicking? No. Yeah. Yeah. What? We just we want to believe. <laughs> just click, <laughs> click on it. Okay. I, I did a left click and it came up. All right, good. Okay. It shows recovery D operating system Okay. C, well, well, hold, hold on. Slow, slow down. All the way to the left in the center box, it should say disk zero. And if you have a second disk in there, it should say disk one. Uh, down on the bottom, disk zero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Basic online gigabyte, uh, 465.76 gigabyte. Right, right, right. Now, unallocated. Now, now Okay, so, so you, you don't you don't have a terabyte drive. You have a half terabyte drive. So you have space on no, that, that drive. That was the original. That was the low, the the uh, one that has to. That's not the solid state. That's the old one. Oh, that why was is, the original one that came? Why is it showing? That's up where all my storage is. Okay, so it's showing up as disk zero or one. Yes. Zero or one? Which one is it showing up as? Disk zero. Oh, that's your boot disk. Okay. Yeah. O O C uh, operating system C. Is on disk one right now. Okay. The, uh, All right. So you have two disks terabyte. in there. Your yes. disk, your disk zero is the, is the old one. Is the old one, and then your right. disk one is the new one. Is the is the solid state. Right. So, so your operating system is running on disk one. So now you're booting off disk zero, most likely. 
on disk zero. There'll be uh, partitions on that. How many partitions no, do you it, see? It has no partitions. It just says 465.76 gigabyte unallocated. Okay. So you know what? There's no data what? on there. It's gone. It must have wiped it. Oh, no. So, yeah, when so you... Yeah. All my pictures that were on there are... Are gone, history. possibly. Now, the only thing you might be able to do is uh, you might find a utility that'll do an unformat. Because when it was put in, when you do a migration from one operating system to another, if yeah. you have one that's just there for storage, typically you'd want to unplug that. Ah. Uh. Because part of the setup program is it's going to reformat your your disks. Okay. You might have formatted it there, Rick. You have a backup, right? Uh, matter of fact, I do. I have one of those photo sticks. Hey, all from right. Christmas. You still stay married then. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So. So it doesn't have a hard drive because it's unallocated space. So if you right click on that. You can mount it. You might not want to if you want to find a utility that, to unformat it, but that may or may not work. Yeah, we can try to find one for you. If you have a backup, you could restore from that or copy yeah. it from that. And you don't want it to be disk zero. Um, you want to get it out of there because disk zero really should be your boot disk. Okay. So how do I change those two around? Uh, basically, you'd want to shut it down. Unplug it. Unplug it. Take it out. Yeah. And let the system reboot and uh, create it as a disk one, a disk zero. The other drive should flip to disk zero. You're saying? Yeah. You mean just unplug the one that's disk zero now? Yes. And let it. That's let the it old reboot. one. That's, yeah, that's the old one. We're thinking, Rick, right? No, the the new one is disk one right now. Right. Right. Don't unplug that one. Leave that one plugged in and unplug the old one. So, shut it all down. Yeah. Unplug the. Um, 500 gig. The one that, that's empty. Yeah, the one that's the uh, the regular hard drive. Yes. And leave the solid state connected. Yes. And then plug it back. Uh, then start it up again. Yeah. See if it boots up under your solid state. It should reallocate the drive to to zero. What Bob is saying. Okay. And then you have to figure out how to restore your data off of that other 500. So you'll then plug. You'll turn the machine off. Plug the other one back in. Hopefully that one takes drive one. Maybe I had a. See if I can uh, unformat that disk first. Sure, do what you like. Um, and now I'll wait. Um, now uh, you said you might be able to find one for me. How yeah. do I? Well, you go to computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works. Right. And we'll have a link out there for you for for a uh, drive restoration tool if we can find one for you. Okay. You probably have Very one. Good. I just can't think one off the top of our heads. Okay. Uh, Isus, maybe Isus, Isus has a good does one. Make one. Yeah. I really appreciate this. You know, I've I've listened to you on and off for years and I go, those guys are really great helping all these people and <laughs> I never thought I'd have to call. Well, we're happy we're here for you, kid. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Our pleasure. Good luck. Okay. All right. Take care. Yeah, bye bye. All right. Let's go on to Carolyn in uh Canaan next. Hey Carolyn, what's up? Oh hi. Hi. My yeah, my problem is I get phone calls from people who say something is wrong with my account, and if I don't do something with them, they will cut off my Internet. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. Now, I wonder who they are 
why they are calling me. They're bad guys. Well, I know they're bad guys. I tell you what, I never oh, answer the phone. Oh, uh, that's a good start. Well, yeah, I left the phone message to pick yeah. it up, and I never contact them. Good. But I wonder why they're after me. Well, they're, they're after anybody. They're, at, they're making phone calls all over the world. Yeah. They want your credit card number. Well, now, this is something that's very strange this morning. Yeah. At 8.30, I got a call. Mm-hmm. Okay. A couple of minutes later, I was over on Amazon, and I've been there for years. Sure. And signing in, they asked, as a security thing, yeah. my uh, expiration dates for the cards. And I thought, oh, dear, this is strange. Okay. Well, you should call Amazon directly. Reach out to them and see if that is a security tool. They may want to just confirm. Okay. Well, no, what I did is I called I called uh, uh, American Express and I'm getting a new card. Well, okay. Yeah, but, but okay, it, I will call them. Yeah, because it could be a normal process by Amazon that they want to make sure that you are who you say you are by yeah, reconfirming yeah, your yeah, expiration yeah. date. Okay. If you're on Amazon's site, that you yeah. went there on your own, it could be a security uh, feature that they're trying to... Yeah, yeah. But I don't blame you for being skeptical. Now, I, uh, like I said, the thing to do is just ignore these people, right? Yes. Yes, okay, thanks. You got it. I I enjoy your program. I'm not very computer savvy, but uh, I like all the questions. Oh, that's great. And you did the right thing by ignoring these guys. Anybody calls yeah. you for anything like that, oh, yeah. immediately yeah. just don't don't even use their number. If you want to find out the truth, I, look I, up the company and call them yourself. Microsoft yeah. isn't going to call you. Windows isn't going to call you. These people that are calling Apple's you are trying not to take you. your money. Right. So that's it. You're just hang a, up on them. doing a good job, well, Carolyn. Now, you know what I've done with a couple of them? Mm. I've written down the telephone number yeah. and then did the uh, reverse thing. Uh-huh. They were out in California. Well, they may not be. They could be bouncing from California from the third world. They could be sitting yeah, in true. anywhere. They can, they yeah. can spoof any number. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some, I've talked to people that they get these calls, and it's their own number. Yeah, they're spoofing your <laughs> yeah. own number. Yeah. yeah, So you're doing okay. the right thing, Carolyn. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, anybody calls you about anything, whether it's the water department. You know, somebody knocks on your door and says, hey, we're from the water department, or if they call you and say they're from Microsoft, it's bogus. Let's go every time. Um, always just call the company directly yourself. Let's go to, well, I got to take a break, right, Matt? Yeah. I got to step off for a quick break. Gail, Jim, and Jack, we'll try to get to your calls by the top of the hour, but uh, one line open for you. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. Classic rush tune. Working man. Working harder and harder every day. <laughs> like I said, they're expanding the sales tax base. I hear they're going to put a sales tax on the tolls, you know, making sure everything's equal. Wouldn't that be nice, Bob? Right. Get your toll bill and there's a little sales. Probably a handling fee, too, on the toll. 
yeah. You know, oh, yeah, and you got to buy one of those uh, transponders, too, from the state. Yeah, War of 1812 tax. So we'll charge a nice tax on that, too. Maybe an FCC charge. Uh, let's go on to um, Jack and Simsbury next. Hey, Jack. Yep. What's going on? Yeah. Hey, uh, a couple of questions. First sure. one has to do with uh, AOL. I have uh, AOL. AOL, my email account. Really? Yeah. All right. It or not, and it goes back to uh, the old uh, cave days. Oh, my gosh. I had hair back then when they started. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't have the hair, but I still got the AOL. <laughs> you're, you're a true believer. Yeah. Well... Anyway, uh, one of the things on my uh, bucket list is to uh, get off of AOL. <laughs> it's a bucket list item. Okay. All right. Yeah. And and make sure that uh, anything that is of importance, mm-hmm. I manage to save, and uh, the rest of it just get rid of. Right. Uh, also, though, I, I happen to pay for that service, so oh. I want to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I kind of mass download all of the stuff that I uh, just so that I can put it aside uh, and put another item on my bucket list to go through that stuff and get uh, off of AOL and stop paying them. You know, I'm not judging here, but your bucket list stinks, man. Of all the things, that's, those are really bad items for a bucket list. But well, I, I have another one. Yeah? You have something some better? Out, put my foot in every now and then. What do you want to do? I have another bucket. Oh. Uh, cement in and I put my foot in it every now and then. Gotcha. So what you want to do then, Jack, is if you really want to download all your emails, you have to purchase a mail or, or use a mail application. Like okay. Thunderbird. Thunderbird is free from Mozilla. Uh, or you can purchase Outlook. Um, you can purchase the Outlook um, okay. mail program. You then log on to your AOL, configure it as a uh, not an IMAP, but a uh, we can do it as IMAP. What's the other one? I'm drawing a blank here, Bob. IMAP Pop3. Pop3, thank you. I don't know why I just left my brain. But a Pop3 account, and then you download your mail to your your uh, mail client there, Thunderbird or Outlook, yeah. and then you'll have it locally on your system. Um, I don't know if they offer an export. They might, um, but that's the easiest way. I, I just uh, gave Mike a uh, link how to do it from AOL. Well, that's great. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, they actually do have a, they have a feature. They do now. Yeah, so you don't even have to do what I just suggested. This is amazing. Um, and it's actually from a place that's called It Still Works. <laughs> yeah, AOL, It Still it's Works. Still works. Uh, you're still, You've you're, got mail. You're proof of it, Jack. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's a tool you can actually use to download it if you really want to save your old mail from AOL and look, and then have a bucket list out of to review it. Oh, my goodness. All right. And are there still horror stories in terms of people trying to uh, get rid of their account? As far as oh, AOL right. Remember the old days where they wouldn't let the well, people they get rid of it? Well, they got sued a few times, I Yeah. Think. Uh, well, if you're paying for it, Jack, you can just, you know, obviously turn Not off your paying, credit right? card. <laughs> yeah, you can turn your credit card off for that. Right. Um, but I don't know about horror stories anymore. I mean, I can't imagine. I think it's probably you and like six other guys who are still using AOL. Yeah. Well, I, I know another fellow, too. You do? Probably eight of us, yeah. 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 But, uh, okay. yeah, it shouldn't be a big problem. All right. Well, uh, that's great. Now, second question. Yeah. Um. I have an, uh, a Dell XPS 8300. All right. Okay, so, and I've had it, I'm going to say, at least six years or maybe mm-hmm. a couple of more. All right. uh, and it, it, it works fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the only issue I did have is when we got into Windows 10, um, I had to dump the printer that I had and yeah. buy another one because it wasn't supported yeah. by uh, Dell and I couldn't get a driver. Now, it's not really Dell. It's, by, it's Microsoft causing that problem. 
Oh, okay, yeah. but but in terms of the drivers that I could put on to the XP yeah. eighty three hundred, yeah, you couldn't do it. Get one that was compatible with the printer that I had right. and the eighty three hundred and the the yeah. um, uh, the printer, the, the Microsoft yep. uh, okay. operating system. Okay. So yeah. anyway, yeah, uh, the the computer still works fine mm-hmm. for what I do with it, um, but I keep on getting a uh, bulletin from. Dell um, uh, telling me to uh, I can optimize if I you know click here mm. and uh, you know I'm kind of a guy like um, this is not costing me anything and if it's working leave it alone yeah that's always and, a good approach yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah and then uh, I'm just uh, you know is there anything I'm going to get out of it if I ever did want to click button <laughs> you click the button to optimize um most likely they're going to update something like drivers or what have you uh, i can but imagine I run a risk then um, yeah you run a risk similar to your printer and that's why it came to mind right right uh yeah good point um however you do want to make sure you update your your operating system even though my my nightmare this morning where my updates caused me to be down for an hour and a half during the show uh right. I, I've, I've done that i mean i yeah. I, you know, I let it uh, actually automatically uh update yeah. Yeah. Okay. So your update, your 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 current. I would not know what their additional optimization that Dell is offering you really would be, Jack. So if, if everything's working, resist resist the click. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, sir. Okay. And uh, do I am I obligated to notify the other seven guys? That yes. Are using AOL. That you I'm should. Yeah, it should be part of your other bucket list. <laughs> your bucket list. You need a new bucket list, Jack. That's what you got to do. <laughs> you, well, you, you should see all the buckets I've got in my garage. All right, all right. <laughs> your list must be very long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, sir. Very good. You got it. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye bye. Ah, needs a new bucket list. Let's go on to uh, Jim in Hartford. Jim, what's cooking? Hello. Hey. Hi. I have a a problem with my printer. Yep. Um. I had to swap out my old uh, PC because it was infected, and I installed my sister's old PC, which is a Dell. All right. And um, her operating system used HP, an HP printer. All right. Um, but I had my Kodak printer. Kodak, huh? All right. Yeah. That's old. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is. And the problem I have is that the HP printer that I was using – um, it's an HP uh, NV7640, and it's uh, print, scan, fax, copy. Mm-hmm. However, it always defaults to the fax. And I, 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 if I just want to do a screen print or anything, it, it always goes to fax. Yeah. So I took that off and put the Kodak uh, printer, in, installed the Kodak printer. Yeah. However, I can't find a drive for it. A driver, right. Can't find a driver at Kodak because they probably don't make it anymore. Uh, they, yeah. Well, I, I I went on their site yeah. and tried to find it, but um, every time I try, I found the it's a Kodak Hero three point one printer. All right. All right. And 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 every time I try to click on it to download the, the the driver, it just goes off to something else. Okay. So I don't know what to do. Um, hmm. it, Take the Kodak off, put the HP back on, yeah. but the HP always defaults back to facts. Yeah, you got to tell it not to. Try a, a universal driver. Hmm. You know, you can go to choose a Microsoft universal driver. You're probably not going to get features and all of that, but you may, and I say may, be able to print 
through to the Kodak generically. Correct. Oh, okay. That'll or work. that might work. But again, Jim, you should be able to go to your HP configuration and change the default. So you have to go to the HP driver configuration. Um, or if there's a utility, you can download for that printer and change the default from fax to printing. You should be able to set it. I don't know where off the top of my head, and we're coming up against the end of the program. Okay. But uh, you should be able to even even read the manual. If you can find that manual for that HP printer, it should tell you how to change it from, to, from defaulting to fax to printing. It's got to be some silly button you got to click. So do you recommend that um, I just take this Kodak printer off and, and, and go with the uh, HP Yeah, go with the printer? HP, yeah. That's what okay. I would recommend. All right, Jim. All right. That's what I'll do. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Much. You're welcome, sir. Oh, wait a minute. I got to go. I'm sorry, Jim. I got to go. We're out of time. Uh, this is, I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this uh, program on this snowy Saturday morning. I want to thank Matt for producing. Mike G posted everything live for you over at computertalkwithtab.com. So it's the name of the show.com, which also works. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.